Welcome to the Britain Yankee Craft Beer Podcast. We are back at the Britain Yankee Pub here in deepest West Chicago. And I'm very happy to say that we have some guests in the uh, pub. Now, everybody should know what to do when I cue them because we were going for about 10 minutes and I realized I hadn't pressed play or record on my recorder. So this is cut two. Anyway, um, <laughs> welcome to the show. I'm Phil Clark, the Brit. And if you haven't heard us before, well, you know, you found us now. We're out on all the good podcasts, apps, aggregators, whatever you like to call them. And if you want to contact us, it's pints at thebritainyankee.com. With me as my co-host is a man who has run his little legs off for the last two months or so, opening up his new brewery. But I'm very happy to say that it's a big success. At least I think it is. Welcome, Mr. Ken McMullen. Buenos noches, Phil. Buenos nachos. Oh, buenos nachos. That's right. <laughs> and, of course, that's very apropos because this past weekend, as we record this, it was Mexican Independence Day. And I was down in uh, Aurora, actually, at the Paramount Theatre. And they were running up and down the roads there with their flags, tooting their horns. They got their hoods all done with the Mexican flag, having a good old time. And I will say that on the TV the next day, there was a report that said, overnight celebrations, although it didn't actually say overnight celebrations, the uh, tagline said oven right celebrations. So I don't know if that was something to do with chicken that they were eating or what, but... Uh, welcome, Ken. I think Glad to be is, down in the pub again, Phil. Yes, is things going well at the Fox Republic? Very well, yeah. It's been great. Good. Lots of support. Food trucks have been, you know, pretty good. And and you have brought with you, I'm very glad to say, one of your beers. What's it called? Oh, it's Floating West. Floating West. Which because the river flows west past us. There you go. Towards the west coast. This is a West Coast IPA. It's, it's a West Coast IPA. And when you first put this out... I went apeshit for it, man, because I thought it was absolutely delicious. And I want to get the opinion of our guest coming up, who we'll introduce in just a second. My thought, well, I'm not going to tell you what my thought is about this beer, but it is a very nice, beautiful color, lovely piney, kind of old school West Coast. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so without further ado, we have a very special guest in the house tonight. He has been around home brewing for a long time because he was a member of Pale, which is what you were, Ken, right? That's mm -hmm. the Plainfield Still Ale Lager. Was it? Experts? No. Enthusiasts. Enthusiasts. Yes. And I think it's one of the most professional brewer transitional clubs. We've, we've had a lot happened. of pro brewers come out of the yeah, club, yeah. You have, yeah. A lot. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Mr. Steve Thanos, who is 
representing here today the fine website, podcast, all sorts of things that they do called Brewlosophy. So from Brewlosophy, it's Steve Thanos. Hi, Steve. Hey, Phil. I can. Good to be here. Love the pub. First time here. And I like to talk about beer. So... It's going to be a good night. Yes. So let's talk about this beer. You've had a chance to taste Ken's West Coast IPA. I, what do you think? Now, In we want everybody to be honest. And, in fact, I was listening to your uh, Brewlosophy podcast, the latest edition in mm-hmm. which I think it's Marshall Schott. Yes. Who hosts it with a couple of guys. Mm-hmm. He says... In this particular episode, it went on for nearly two hours. Now, we're not going to go on for two hours, <laughs> but you were sampling brews that uh, they had sent in, yes. and he was passing comment on them, and he said, please be aware, we will be honest. We're not going to, you're not going to say this beer is total crap, but we'll tell you if we don't like it and right. if there's something wrong with it. And so that's what we want to have, honest opinions. Honest opinion, it's fantastic. Uh, it is everything that I want in an IPA. It's got some nice citrus notes to it, some nice pininess to it, maltiness, which I think is a must. Marshall and I kind of go back and forth teasing each other about West Coast IPAs, where he calls my recipes for IPAs more of a Midwest IPA, which I kind of gravitate towards like what Bell's has done for so many years and really well, I might add. So this kind of reminds me of that in terms of the multi-backbone that I think an IPA needs. It can't just be all hops. I agree. Um, It needs to have a nice balance. And I know balance is a kind of a dirty word in in the brewing industry. Oh, we like to get dirty here. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it needs to have a a disclaimer in, in such that it's there's a balance between the the grain and the hop and that to me is the sign of a, a great ipa and what i should have done was to get hold of a can of sierra nevada's torpedo because i love that another beer. great beer and i gotta tell you i think in a blind taste test you would have a hard time telling the two apart mm-hmm. on this that's you awesome know, yeah it's i, I think praise, it's that man. good thank you by the way, is the brewery going okay? The brewery's going great. You want me to tell you a little bit about this? Oh, sure. Go he, ahead. Why everything not? he said is in here. It's You know, West Coast IPAs, brewers don't put caramel malt in anymore. And we had that IBU race in the 2000s <laughs> in the aughts or whatever. Yep. And that's when people learned to hate IPAs because they were so bitter. But right. that caramel malt backbone balances that. And uh, I think it's necessary, and I, I love it. It's got it's just Cascade and Centennial. What is the I for the IBU on this? Sixty five. Sixty five. Yeah. Right. Very nice. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I What's, think when you get over what is it eighty or something, you can't tell the difference. Over a hundred, I believe, is your your palate just will not detect anything. Okay. Different. Um, I once, and I will admit this, I once brewed a. Black IPA with over well over 200 IBUs. Good Jeez. lord. Probably either two row or Marisader. I would have to look you, back in my you notes. Use to make it black. Probably I used either black malt or maybe a little bit of roasted barley. Yeah, that had to be just a bitter. It was bitter. Yeah, it was bitter. <laughs> from the malt and the hops. Yeah, it was my idea of trying to recreate the the Christmas. curse of the curse of the hell. It was what? the Christmas beer that Three Floyds always came out with. Oh, um, Krampus? Or not Krampus, but um, Alpha Claus. Alpha Claus. No, not Alpha Claus. No, that was an IPA. No. On it. Um, How many more Christmas beers did they come out with? Yeah. Oh. 
I'm forgetting. I'm blanking yeah. on the name of it now, and someone will tell me about it. And it was it was good. It was bitter, and this beer that I created was bitter. But I probably would never do it again because it's just wasted money in terms yeah. of hops. But you know, it, it's a story, and that's yeah. really what we like, right? So tell us tell us another story, Steve. Tell us a story. What is blue? What is brewlosophy? So brewlosophy is going on ten years. We we were started in 2014. Marshall Schott, who lives out in Fresno with his family, his wife and three kids, an awesome dog, Gus, who's a Boston Terrier. Boston Terrier's rule. So <laughs> anyway, I digress. You must have got one. I had one. Oh, okay. Um, Topino. They stopped. And they sipped. Yeah. They raised their glass. They do. I'm out of beer, so I can't do it. <laughs> so he started it in his garage. It was just basically him testing out the things that everyone in, in home brewing at that time were like considering to be like almost like the gospel. Right. Mm. And it was his intention just to see, you know, out of his curious mind, he's a psychologist by trade. He works in a women's prison in California and he's just curious and he, he wanted to figure things out for himself. So he started doing these these experiments still from, from day one still to right now. We do two batches simultaneously, same day, brewed 10 gallons and we'll do everything the same except for one variable that we are testing out. So it's either you add or subtract one thing from your process. Could be during the mash, it could be during the boil, could be your water chemistry, could be during fermentation, could be post-fermentation, anything. And then we go around like I'm gonna do tonight. Oh, we're gonna do one tonight. We are gonna do one tonight. And we give tasters three cups with beer. And two are identical. One is different. And it's your job as the taster to find out the difference. All right. Or find out the, the, the odd beer out, basically. Okay. It's a lot of fun. People get really, really serious with, with it. I go around and kind of see me at the pale meetings. And then at times I go to Workforce Brewing Company out in Plainfield, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And... I, Sponsors, Bill. I will uh, <laughs> sample beers out with their their customers, and you know I, I've become like kind of a a, a familiar face there. And I'll oh, I see. thought you were going to say a pain in the ass. No. Well, that's a given. <laughs> that's a given for sure. But I, I collect the data, and then we gather all that information, and then we write our our article. We write articles every Monday is our experiments, and then on Tuesdays we have our podcast for Brewlosophy, and then one of our contributors, Kate Job, is a student under Dr. Schellheimer um, out at yeah. Oregon State University, I believe. Yeah, Dr. Schellheimer. Huh? And he <laughs> is studying to be a beer scientist. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Kate is... Uh, I mean... I, Cade's he's pretty he's a pretty smart dude and actually we have a, a really smart crew currently everyone gets along well together and everyone is is really dedicated to um, brewing um, really knowledgeable I can go to them for any questions I ever have um, so, so so is it is it okay when we do this experiment mm-hmm. if I have no clue what the hell I'm doing here I can just 
have fun drinking beer, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the okay, bottom good. line. You <laughs> definitely have fun drinking beer. It's actually not an experiment. It's an experiment. Experiment, yes. What is it? Experiment. Experiment. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I love it. We are, we are changing language as we speak. <laughs> um, and, and you personally are a teacher, right? Yes. And what do you teach? I'm a seventh grade reading teacher. Okay. So, oh, so yeah. you know words. Words are fun. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we, I like words. As a matter of fact, speaking of the, the podcast, Marshall and I sat down well over a year ago, and it's actually one of the most popular podcasts that we've ever done, and it was all about names of beers. Oh, yes. And <laughs> if you have a chance to listen to that, go find Brewlosophy uh, podcast and listen to it. It was it was really fun. I, I'm really looking forward to maybe doing a part two. So, so how many beers have I named for you, Ken? A lot. A lot. Two, two, at least I know of. Oh, I meant over the years, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and one is a pub ale called Confessions of the Fox, right? Yes. We nice. came up with that one. And then your first one that you did, a collaboration with Riverlands, what was it called? First. First on the Fox. Fox on the. First on the Fox. First on the Fox? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. First no. fox on the river. Oh, that's it. First fox on the river. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Because we had to get river Riverlands in there as well. Yeah. yeah. I got a little bit of a story for you here, Phil. Um, one of the last things I did, well, over the last few months at Hopvine, I brewed a hop water. And that was your previous brewery. Right. Just like I was now. trying okay. to uh, look up how to do it, and I kind of had an idea. And I so I searched up how to brew it, and I found a, a nice recipe and i i scroll through text because the recipes now there's no you can't just go to the recipe you got to read a whole freaking article and then the recipe's buried at the bottom it's damn blogs it's like <laughs> it's like putting the milk at the back of the grocery store you got to go past everything else to get what you want good analogy that's but, psychology it is it is <laughs> so i'm i'm like this is pretty cool and then it says and i tasted it in my favorite drinking glass from workforce brewing company i'm like who the hell is this and I scrolled to the bottom, and guess who wrote that? It was Steve. <laughs> oh, okay. But I brewed, I brewed it. It came out great. It was delicious. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, <laughs> I, I look forward to, in part two, getting to that experiment. What else, you know, you've got – I scanned through your website and looked through your bio, and I knew, that's why I knew that American IPA was one of your favorites. Mm -hmm. And also, was it American Pale Lagers? Yeah. R uh, regular, right. yeah. So, right I mean, you know, so yeah. it's basically good beer. Yes, is what you like. Yeah. So, what else, you know, do you experiment on? Because I think when I was looking in, on the website today, it said you did a experiment with wheat ale. Yes, a wheat, so wheat malt. Today's today's article was published this morning, and it was a British golden ale that I brewed. One batch. Sorry. <laughs> one batch had 100% Maris Otter as the grist. And then the other batch had 66 and some change of Maris Otter and then 33 and some change percent of red wheat. Trying to distinguish between whether or not tasters can perceive a difference between a beer that was brewed with all Maris Otter and then some Marisana and a high percentage of wheat malt. And ironically enough, I, out of, I think, 20 or 22 tasters, I think only six were able to distinguish the difference, which I think in, in my mind, it, it really just 
goes to show you we're living in a really good time when there's maltsters out there that are producing some damn fine base malt. So is it cheaper <laughs> to get the red wheat than it is to get the Maris Otter? Because I know that's fairly expensive, right? I mean, Maris Otter can, can be a little little pricey. I mean, out of all of the other base malts out there, I think I spend more on, on Maris Otter, but it's worth it because mm. I make my IPAs with it. That's a secret that I learned over the years that now that I'm kind of hanging up the competition side of me, Maris Hotter is, is really good in IPAs. It makes a very distinct difference if you're just using that as opposed to two-row. Um, and what what do <clears throat> most of the professional brewers use? I mean, Ken, you're a professional it's brewer. It's all over so. the place. If they're trying to save money, they're using, you know, American or Canadian two-row. I sometimes blend them. That's you know great idea, uh, but uh, no, it's 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 expensive malt because it's got to get shipped here, and anything right. that you're shipping, mm-hmm. you know, especially lately, like it's unbelievable how ingredient prices okay. have gone up in the last couple of years. Tell yeah, me about and, we, and we're beginning to see that in the price of beer, but yeah. luckily most places are trying to hang in there and not bring it up too much. Okay. Um, I gotta ask. I got to ask Steve. Okay. You entered some beers in the Brew at the Bridge competition this yes, past weekend. I did. Uh, Brew at the Bridge, which is in where? Oswego, Illinois. Oswego, Illinois. Okay. I believe you had two golds uh, in the first place? Yes, I did. And? I did. And a third place, a blonde. One of. Yeah, go ahead. A blonde with yuzu juice, which you can talk about later. Oh, yeah. yeah. So one of them was the British Golden. Yep. Oh. And I helped coordinate the judging of that, of the whole... Wait a minute. Okay. Hold the... Hold the... Back up the bike there, Bertram. (laughs) I remember about three years ago, you and I were invited to actually judge that homebrew competition by Mr. Mark Wilson, who used to be the brewer at the now just recently closed Oswego Brewing Company. How come you didn't call me? I'd love judging. I I... I'm, I'm judging from a consumer perspective. I've been drinking beer for 40 years. Come on. I'm sorry, I, Phil. I'm, I'm like checking things off lists and moving on to the next damn thing. So I'm, I'm not, not on Ken's list. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to tell you, Steve won the best of show mm. with his smoked Irish stout with maple. Ooh. And... Also in the running was the British Golden Ale, and so I'm wondering which which one did you enter? The one that I entered was the 100% Maris Otter. Okay. I, just to me... In the Golden Ale. Yes, in the Golden Ale. To me, that was more... I just like it more, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't really personal like... Personal preference. Yeah, personal preference. I don't really like wheat malt all that much. Hmm. If I'm brewing something with wheat, it's in the background... It, it has to be buried with either hops or with, say, coriander and orange peel if I'm doing a wit or something like that. I, I just, my palate just doesn't like it. And mm, remember, so. only 6% people can actually detect if it's a wheat malt. Thank you. I listened to what you said. There you we're going to take a very short break now, and we'll come back, and I think we're going to do the beer, what is it? Ex- experiment. Experiment. That's it. Okay, very good. We'll be back.
Right, we are about to undergo an experiment in the pub. So Ken is strapped to a dolly, and we're going to shoot <laughs> lightning through his genitals and see if he screams. No, we're not. This is all going to be Steve's beer experiment. So I'm going to turn over the mic to Steve and just explain what we have in front of us and what the process is for this. Okay, so we have three opaque colored cups that I am assembling right now. One is green, one is red, one is blue. And then I have three beer bottles that have corresponding colors and get everyone served up. And then I will ask that you, when you're tasting, you take in consideration mouthfeel. My wife's favorite terminology with beer. She can't stand when I talk about mouthfeel. Taste. <laughs> Wait a minute. Do we need to delve into that or not? Okay. I don't think Never. so. No, okay. Right. I don't think Carry so. Carry on. Taste and then aroma. And then we kind of go from there. One thing I will ask, though, is that you do not talk to each other so that there's no confirmation bias amongst the tasters, which is definitely a real thing, I think, when that's, especially when it comes to beer. By the way, that's going to work really well on an audio podcast. <laughs> not talking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I thought about that. I thought about that. You know, it, it's, it, it's, it's difficult to get to tasters when I'm going around to be quiet about it. And I think for the most part, I've had some really good experiences with people, you know, we can go abiding like, mm, by that. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, you could talk, you know, you can talk about politics. You can talk about, you know, the Bears miserable game yesterday. The uh, Cubs. Not, thank you. Yeah. The Cubs sliding <laughs> out of playoff contention. Oh, really? Um, oh, they did? Oh, bummer. Yeah. They're, they're not doing so well. But thank, just don't talk about the beer. I just want to tell you, thank goodness I follow a sport where... <laughs> Everything is going really well for Brighton and Hove Albion. As you see, behind me I have up there the scarf, it's the Seagulls, and uh, my, my other team, which, because my family comes from North London, not originally, I found out just recently, but that's another story, <laughs> um, Spurs. And they both of them won in very good games. I'm very happy about it, which is why I didn't give a rat's ass about the Bears. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right, okay. So we have to decide... Which is the odd one out, right? Yes. Okay. And we're going on green, red, and blue. Correct. Okay. And Great. I will divulge information after your guy, you guys are tasting and distinguish your odd beer out. Typically, I, I'm not supposed to, but I'm going to make an exception today for the, the sake of the podcast. That's all right. And talk about the beer itself. Yeah. And I'll tell you the style and then the, varia the variable excuse me, that I was testing out. Okay. So two of them are the same. One of them is different. Yep. Just want to get that clear. Your okay. job is to find the odd beer out. Okay. So if there is a extended silence, we'll play some music in the background. Then we'll go. come along and uh, we'll discuss what it is. Sounds good. And, and can I guess the style? I'd rather you not. Not, until, not while we're doing it until the end. At the end. At, at the end, yeah. definitely. Okay. And you can even talk about what you think I did um, with the beer. I'm totally open to that, just as long as we get our votes in first. That's, that's probably going to be Ken's area. <laughs> I wouldn't even know. <laughs> well, I do know, but, you know. Yeah, anyway, okay, so you're going to open the first beer. Yep. Take it away, Steve. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's pouring out the first beer, and there will now be some soft, lovely music whilst we do the experiment. <laughs> that okay, was so the green one. Going red now. And then finally, the blue one. I don't do blue. 
azul. That's Spanish for blue. I know. It's the, you knew that? The Italian team is called the Azures. Ooh. Hmm. The blues? All right. So I can now go ahead? You can. Okay. okay. Cool. Don't get much, do you? Okay. okay. There's some more if you want. And, and you can't see it anyway because it's got a head on it. I know exactly which one it is. No, uh, that's from the Mask Singer. Sorry. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I say. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Rather. Oh, now I can see it a little bit now. This beer's really cold. Yeah, I like to keep my kegerator at a chilly thirty-six degrees. You don't have a keister then. <laughs> Ironically enough, you know what? Whenever I call the kegerator the kegerator, my wife will say, "You don't you mean your keister?" And the joke still lives on. So That's hilarious! Yeah. Listen to the uh, most recent episode of Brewlosophy. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's keezer, isn't it? I think it's keezer. Correct. Yeah, keg freezer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hang on! I got to concentrate now. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I have a guess, I think. I'm going to go through one more time. You can play the final Jeopardy music while we're doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Now you put me off again. (laughs) Oh, sorry. We were supposed to be quiet. I was really getting zoned in there. Get into the beer zone. All right. Get your odd beer out. I'm happy. Got it? Yeah, so what do I do now? Uh, well, do you, you want to point and I'll look away? And- oh. You know what we could do? Uh, this is the kind of the technical way we do it. Oh, um, we're getting technical. Huh? Yeah, we're getting technical. Oh, there's okay, a that's very good. There is okay. a um, QR code oh. that you can um, utilize. Utilize. <laughs> and. Put your vote in that way. Oh. How does that sound? Oh, I say. That's really technical. So go ahead and get your camera on your phone. Oh, right. Okay. Scan that QR code. Mm -hmm. And then it'll ask you to put your name in. Mm Oh, I bet get me glasses on. I can't see a bloody thing. I'm with you, Phil. (laughs) You wear glasses all the time, though. I do. I do. One day okay. I was reading to my students, and I said, I can't see that um, here. And I gave my book to my student, and he proceeded to read for me. It's asking me my name. Yes. Yeah. Really? Do you know it? <laughs> I'm still okay. on it right now. Hang on. Oh, indicates. Which beer is different? Oh. Hang on. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead and put your mm-hmm. vote in or mm-hmm. your what you think is different. Yeah. And then hit Next. And it will give you a, another question based on preference, if you have one. Okay. <clears throat> In which case, I am now done. My Google form has been sent. You hit submit. Perfect. I have hit submit. Awesome. My survey is in. And okay. survey says... 
Oh, we're not doing that one. Not yet. <laughs> okay. I'm in, still well, in as well. That was extremely interesting. So, <clears throat> did you just change? Or did you, like, when your first taste, did you just be like, okay, that's it, and then it ended up being the same? No, I had to, uh, because you kept sending me out of the zone. Right, right. <laughs> I had to go back and do more tasting again, and I'm, I'm pretty certain I know which one it was. But... Um, are you going to reveal what it was, or I'm is that going to come to, later? I'm oh, going okay, to good. reveal. I want to hear what you're thinking okay. first, though. All right. Go ahead. Uh, Ken, you can start the road. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I initially thought on the first taste that it was the green one, but as these have warmed up and kind of opened up, I'm pretty sure the red one is the odd one out. Mm. Okay. And Phil? That's interesting. It is okay. interesting. So I... Uh, I tasted the green one, and I thought, oh, this is kind of nice. I like the mouthfeel. All of these beers look like they could be some sort of a – I thought it might have been an ESB or even a barley wine. But I don't think it was a barley wine. I'm not certain what other styles like this. <laughs> However – It has I, a fair so amount of bitterness. So I tasted the first one. And I went, hmm, that's interesting. And then I went to number two and number three, the blue and the red. Mm-hmm. And I had to go back on the blue and red. And I think the blue and the red tasted more like one another. And the reason that I picked green was because I was getting almost notes of licorice in it. Interesting. Interesting. But okay. I could be completely wrong and, and up my own ass. So. And do you have a, an idea what style it is? Well... It's it's got a, a nice amount of like bready malt notes, but there is also a solid bitterness in the finish. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm really not sure. I I, I would want to say like I don't get a lot of alcohol. I think it's probably some sort of a an IPA maybe. Yeah, well, ale. it might be an IPA. I don't know what sort of IPA, but it's actually maybe. an American amber ale. Amber. I was going to say amber. one of my Damn. least favorite. Mine too, until I brewed this, because this is my first amber ale that I've ever brewed. Um, I've always been very reluctant to brew one because Mm -hmm. I'll taste them commercially and it just, they're very lackluster to me. It has a bad finish to me. I don't like the finish. I loved, this finish was really good. I love amber ales, but I, and I've always had one at Hopvine, Aurora Amber was like a Mm -hmm. staple from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But they're boring, and people don't buy them. <laughs> yeah, so no, I they have don't. a red ale I put on. It's an Irish red, okay, which is another beer that sits on tap if it's not it St. Patty's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I put a little rye in it. You put mm-hmm. a little twist, and it people find it interesting, and it's doing. So, so here's sure. here's a sixty. What is it? Sixty thousand dollars? Sixty six thousand dollars? What was yes. that game? Where Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred thousand uh, dollar. Oh, was it okay? I think. Well, yeah. What was the odd one out? The odd beer out is actually the blue. Shut up. Oh, yeah. you're kidding me. No, it's the blue. Uh, you guys want to... You, you chose red. Yeah. And I chose green. Do you guys want to take a guess at what I added to the beer? No, because they taste exactly the same, red and You red. added to the blue? I added to actually all the beers. It was just a different... Can we get more? Process. Can I have another please, sample, please? please. Now we've, no, we've done um, this. I want to go back and... I think the blue is maltier now. Now that right. you say that, these do taste... See, I think you confirmation added. bias. Is it? So really? Oh yeah, for sure. It's hot. For sure. 
How no, it very... was actually. Can or, Phil? Do you want to take a stab at what I added? Detect? Do you detect it? <laughs> I hang on. A Put sec. you on a spot. Yeah, hang on. Vanilla? No, but close. I don't know what's close to vanilla. <laughs> well, in terms of sweetness, maple syrup. Really? Yes. So in the blue batch, there was maple syrup added at flame out of the boil. Actual maple syrup. Grade B, 32 ounces maple syrup. And then in the red and green cups, that batch had maple syrup, same maple syrup, same grain bills, same hop schedule, everything, same yeast. Uh, The maple syrup was added during the boil at 30 minutes. So it has that 30 minutes So this was flame out? Yes. Okay. So in other words, the the red and the green had a lot of the maple syrup boiled out of it. Correct. And then fermented out. Fermented out. So it should be more subtle. Correct. Now, I think my perception is that these are more bitter. I just want to know, where the hell did I get licorice? (laughs) I don't know. That's what I got in the first taste of this green one. I thought... What is that? What the hell is that? I'm thinking. I think that's the most interesting thing about beer is putting a word to what you're tasting. Yeah, I think for some, it's very hard. Mm -hmm. It's almost well, it takes training. That's that's what beer judges do. It does, and I think that I I think that the part of the um, I think beer judging could like there was rumors about like redefining the words that we use, right, to describe beers and stuff like that and different flavors. I don't know whatever came with that idea. So it's so, amazing how, like, I'd, perceiving maple in this, like... So so now, okay, it. you're 100% right, Ken, but now you've meant, now you said it, I'm looking for that sweetness. Mm-hmm. But remember, maple syrup, it's it's not a sweet sweetness. It's a very natural sweetness. Very, mm-hmm. I think I call it a mild sweetness. Mm-hmm. I mean, you compare that to Mrs. Butterworth's, and you got chalk and cheese. You know, right? But yeah, now you said this one has maple syrup in it. Mm-hmm. I'm getting it. It's very subtle. Yeah. And the other two, I well, number one, I wouldn't have thought it was an amber. <laughs> So, I, I guess I have failed miserably, and I will turn in my pseudo BJCP back. No need for that. No need for that. Um, it is. Uh... <laughs> we both failed. Well, yes, but then on the other end, this is you know, the end of the podcast, Phil. Yeah, have have you seen his blind brew, brewers challenge? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was actually an absolutely fascinating test. Yeah, they we, usually are. We we do okay. So I'm doing a, a series of videos. You can see them on YouTube. I'll give a little <laughs> thing for that. YouTube? The Brewers Blindfold Taste Challenge, right? Okay. So I I get one of the beers that they have brewed on tap, and or in a can, depending, mm-hmm. you know, but one of their brews. And I match it up against one of those, what they call the commercial examples. Okay. Even though their beers are commercial examples. Yeah, right. Right. But one of the classic baseline beers. Yeah. And then we'll see if they can identify their beer. Mm -hmm. Now, Ken, you've done it. Did you think that it was difficult when you were blindfolded? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't know. I taste my beer all the time. I know. But when you're blindfolded, you don't know what you're getting first. It definitely helps. 
I mean, vision yeah. helps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> without yeah, for sure. Doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, I've had, I think we've had about a 50% success ratio. Most people get the style, mm-hmm. but occasionally, you know, it's difficult to understand. We just did one with Steve Camp at Evil Horse. Mm-hmm. His uh, Morrison, and I put it up against Hacker Shaw's Oktoberfest Morrison. His, okay. his is uh, Shot and Hamill, his, his Oktoberfest one. And he picked the Hacker Shaw. And if you taste them together, they are very, very similar. So it's like, you know, th- there is a difference as well. Also, when you pour it, and you've eliminated that difference, the head. Right. Okay, so if I poured, so when I did it with Ken... I poured his draft, and it got a much nicer head, and mm-hmm. I did the other one out of a can or a bottle, whatever it was I got. Difficult to get the same sort of head. So there is an appeal in the head, in the color, and you know the rest of it is what's in your, it's, it's in your body. It's the full experience of the, all the nuances of beer. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the look of it. It's the smell of it. It's the taste. It's where you're at. It's who you're with. Mm-hmm. It's everything. It's so sensory and communal in that sense that, you know, I'll remember brewing this amber ale because I've been down here in the pub, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, another experience. So, well, you know, when, when I was at Siebel, we did sensory and we did it every day at about 9 a.m. Mm. And it's because your palate is more sensitive in the morning. Mm-hmm. The other thing I learned was, you know, the big breweries have sensory panels that are made up of employees mm-hmm. that have had their palates kind of tested. So they come from accounting and, you know, HR and all, all the different departments. And Kind of outside of the brewery, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Most of the panels are made up of women because they have more sensitive palates yes. than men. Interesting. They do. Interesting. They're much more sensitive. <laughs> So it'd be pro- interesting to like wow. <clears throat> break that out of these experiments. Definitely, uh, if I ever had an opportunity to like do that, that would be awesome. Yeah, how do you get people to taste beer at nine in the morning? Breweries aren't open, yeah. bars aren't. Open. I'm, I'm My also- garage is open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to make the a ladies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've been doing this for about fifty, about uh, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. The beers have actually also opened up a little bit mm-hmm. in their flavor. So now when I smell the maple one. Oh no! What's the maple? <laughs> they're, all, they're, they're all maple. maple. They're, they're all, maple. all maple. Yeah, but one of them smells better than you know. Okay. Than the other. More. Yeah. 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 I think the blue actually. I perceive so. it as more mapley. If that's a word. Yeah. Uh, because yes, it of, is now. <laughs> it is now because of the fact that it was when it was added to the boil. Mm-hmm. It's an inter- interesting experiment. I so, thought. So, Steve. Yes. Did we fail miserably, or is there no, no you know what? failure or pass rate? I, I don't think it's a failure <laughs> in, in the sense of traditional failure. It's It opens up dialogue and opens up conversation about beer, about beer process, about mm. history, and it, it's just all, it's all interesting to me. Now, again... This might not be interesting to, you know, the average Joe on the street who it doesn't, you know, love beer like we do. Mm. But at the same time, you know, to each their own. I think this is very interesting. I think that this should happen more. This is something that could be a really cool thing to do in a brewery. 
you know, one evening come in that, well, you were doing them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. But, but I, I mean, that is, this yeah. is a tremendously interesting experiment. I take so, it, it the, the teacher yeah. in me actually kind of takes it as more of like a beer education portion of it, um, right. where you're educating, um, average people who are just going into a, a brewery for, you know, a pint or two and to hang out with their friends and whatnot. And they see me at my table with my, my little sign and my QR code for brewlosophy. What does your sign say? Beer nerd? Come, t- <laughs> come taste some beer. Oh, right. Okay. I'll be right over there. <laughs> you know, and I'm thankful that I have a spotted workforce mm. where I can do it wherever. And I mm. want to venture out and go to other places as well. And, you know, educate people about what we're doing at Brewlosophy, but also about beer overall. I've been talking about this, writing about it for quite a while now. So I'm not an expert by any means, but at the same time, you know, it's it's fun to talk about. So I think as a, as a, as a pro brewer that's been adding sugars to his beers for, I mean, not all of them. I, I love all malt beers, but... Like Belgian triples and sure, you know the the beers that, and honey beers. We've we've always added the sugars. Weren't they the cheerleaders for the bears at one time? Oh, what's honey bears? Sorry, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> we've always added to right at the end of boil. It's it's mainly to mm-hmm. you know pasteurize, I guess, the sugars that you're putting in there. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to taste. You know that this is kind of confirmation that that's what you should do. Definitely. It's still definitely like honey will completely ferment out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want the character, you've got to like shut down the fermentation. Before well, it's we done. we have exactly. a we have a a beer that I want you to taste in the in the break that was going to come up. We might talk about it. We might not. But I I think the next beer that we're going to taste as we get into part three. Is your British gold now that you... Uh, is it British? It is British. Okay, yes. fantastic. Yes. Rather good. Okay, yeah. let's take a quick break and uh, come back and have a little tipple, shall we? Sounds good. Well, that was a fantastic experiment, I have to say, and I just want everybody to know that this podcast will have been released after the results of the experiment, and I think... Experiment. The what? Oh, Experiment. Yeah, okay, all right, thank you. (laughs) Um, I will, uh, so this will be going out October the 9th, your your, um, results are going to be released October the 9th, so we have released this podcast after that. And comes out at five five in the morning central time. So okay. what what day is October the ninth? It's a Monday. It's a Monday. Yes. Okay. So yeah. When as right. you as you're listening to this, hopefully, also if you are not a Brewlosophy subscriber and don't listen to them, we'll now go out and have a listen to or read his article. It's going to be an article, right? Yes, it'll be an okay. article. Check it out. Brewlosophy is where you could find us for the blog. And then Brewlosophy Podcast is all over. You can find us on any of the streaming um, apps or apps for for We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Yes, they're everywhere. (laughs) And, yeah, check us out. The one thing we didn't actually ask the question of in the the last segment was, what was the ABV on that? ABV was 6.6%. Ah, IBUs? 30 
30s. Okay. Yeah. So for an amber ale, I think that's 6.6 to me is a little high for an amber. A little bit. But uh, little. the IBUs are right in there, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah I, had okay. a, I wanted to take in consideration getting enough maltiness for the style itself. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, adding the maple is just going to inherently, you know, bump up those IBUs. So I didn't want to get it to be too ridiculous. So I kind of thought that six would be six point six would be kind of a mm-hmm. happy medium. Bump up the ABVs. Pump up the bitter. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we are now going to open a bottle that you have also brought with you. It's your British Golden Ale. See if yes. I can get a sound effect here. There we go. Open that Slightly. up. Slightly. Yeah. And we're going to sample this one and maybe we'll be completely wrong with this one as well. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about this beer, Steve. So this was a beer that I brewed for an experiment that just came out actually today. And this particular bottle has 100% Maris Otter as the Thank grist you. and has pub yeast from Imperial Yeast. And it has a little bit of Cascade. Because as the BJCP style guidelines indicate, citrusy notes are ex- actually acceptable for British Golden Ales. So I ran with it. I had some Cascade in my freezer, and I brewed it up. The other batch that I brewed had about 66 point something or another percent Maris Hotter, and then 3% and some change of red wheat. And... That whole write-up is on brewlosophy.com. It came out actually just today, like I said. And so, so this has the red wheat in it? This has 100% Maris Otter. Oh, this has 100% yeah. Maris Otter. Yeah. Okay. You should have brought the one with the red wheat. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 was, I came home from work, and I was uh, wanted to get these. Exhausted? Yes, oh, okay. exhausted from teaching the children. And then <laughs> I was bottling up these ambers. And then I figured I'd throw this one in at the end, so... So, Ken, if you remember a little while back when Harry and Meghan got married, you and I brewed, well, I say you and I, you brewed, I, I usually mash out. That's about all I can do. The, the British Golden Sparkle Ale. Sparkle Golden, wasn't it? What we called Markle's them? Sparkle. Markle Sparkle. And then we couldn't really release it. We did do a label for it and everything, but we couldn't release it because... One of her ne'er-do-well relations suddenly popped up with the fact that he'd released a marijuana brand or a marijuana strain, strain. called Markle Sparkle. <laughs> so um, you, as you were at Hotvine, very honestly didn't want, want to get involved in that, and I agreed. Oh, no. So, I would have gotten involved with that. Oh, that wasn't were. me that would Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been all over that. Oh, all right. So uh, it was very good. And your go- British Gold now was had... I don't know what the yeast was, but it gave it notes of like a very peachy, apricotty kind of, you know, orchardy flavor to it. Mm. Now, this one, I think, is very straight up, very nice golden ale. Golden ales are very popular in England mm-hmm. because they're light, refreshing. Yep. And they're still brewed in quantity. Good. Even though they're usually paired up nowadays with American IPAs, which is really interesting. But yeah. this is fantastic because it's it's mild, um, it's malty, it's beautiful mouthfeel, fantastic color. 
It's great. What's the ABV on this? About five percent or so. Mm. Yeah, it's it's not very heavy at all. Not not very high in ABV. In bottle condition? No, it's kegged. Yeah, these these the citrus notes do come through. Just yeah, just they're subtle. Very yes. Yeah, they're absolutely. subtle. They're they're yeah. not over the top, mm-hmm. which I kind of think it makes that that fine distinction between drinking, uh, say, an a pale American pale ale or American IPA, where it's kind of in your face, abrasive, which I love. But then this is more subdued, and the nuances are there, but they're mm-hmm. just not in your face. And did you say this was the one you wanted? This was. This with? came as this was the first place at Brewed the Bridge in mm-hmm. Oswego in, in this, this category. category. In, in this, this category, category. yeah. Okay. And then, uh, what was the category? British Golden Ales? <laughs> no, it was actually <laughs> light, light ales and lagers. I thought. Okay. Right. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. On a whim, I just kind of threw it in, thinking that you know it's light. It's it's it, it fits the I think that was the category. I think that was the most energy <clears throat> category. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Sorry. So so when you head. you know, it's interesting, light ales and lagers is the same category because mm-hmm. I would have said that should be two different categories. Well they there's there's uh, they're trying to limit the number of categories. Okay. Yeah. And so one category is dark. Yeah. One is Belgian. One is light ales and lagers. One is, I think, ambers and ambers and browns. browns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, so and so then there's a hoppy. Reds. Hoppy was one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as a home brewer, mm-hmm. we know in previous segments we've heard what you what your favorites are. Well, what do you what do you like to brew? What is perhaps you know the one that you would like to brew that you've never brewed? Or, you know, what is the wackiest beer you brewed? Oh, God. The one that I haven't brewed, probably a barley wine. Well, how about that, Ken? <laughs> you know how much we like barley wines on I this show. I love barley wines, especially <laughs> English barley wines. Yes. And I, I brewed one with a friend, and I never I never kegged it. It, mm. it just sat, and I just kind of forgot about it. And it was rather unfortunate. It was probably pretty good. Isn't that okay though for barley wines to just sit? Yeah, forget about yeah. It. But this, this when I poured it out, it was bad. It, oh, it, it, okay. It was it was bad. I let it sit too long before mm-hmm. I did anything with it. So I got lazy. You know, it was during Brewers COVID. Do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A couple times. So the wackiest probably. When I was a young home brewer, I once did. I'm not sure if we were we were on air before or not. When I mentioned the 200 and semi IBU, oh yes, yes, black IPA, yeah. oh yeah, um, right. That was pretty crazy. I've brewed in years past, which someone actually came up to me at brewed the bridge and reminded me because he was asking for it, a mushroom beer. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was a a la scratch brewing who do a lot yes, of mushroom beers. Yes, yeah. I've yet to get down to scratch, but they do one. I've heard is fantastic. I did one with a brown rye ale. Kind of figured that all the earthiness from the rye and and brown ales would work well with mushrooms. So I took a what, what type of mushrooms? Not wacky mushrooms. No, not wacky <laughs> ones. No, this was this was safe. Black trumpet comes to mind. Oh, okay. Both wow. dry and fresh. 
and the other ones I'd be guessing. Chantrell. Chantrell. Chantrell might have been one. one. Entered this weekend. That was a Chantrell. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So when you're you're brewing with that type of ingredient, um, I know there are different different options so when you're doing fruit you can do a puree mm-hmm. if you use the real fruit sometimes there's issues of it going gloopy right so you, you know you have to put it in a bag or something like this for sure um mushrooms i mean i dry them, or fresh i, I mean put both fresh and dry into muslin muslin mm-hmm. bags yeah muslin bags muslin yeah, bags yeah. through it in yeah essentially yeah. and you can put um, them in a muslin bag but then they have to face east <laughs> yeah so don't want to go there so <laughs> oh, we I just did that and it turned out good i cool. i liked it i liked wow. it another crazy beer that i did Fairly recently was a rosemary IPA. Ooh, um, I've also been known within the the brewlosophy group to wanting to do anything with spruce tips. Okay, um, now you're talking. Now yeah. you're talking my language. Spruce tips. Spruce spruce tips IPAs are they're pretty good. Have you? I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give a bell before I say. All right. D&G's Blue Spruce Tip IPA, one of the best ah. IPAs I've tasted. I look for that every year. It's fantastic. I brewed one at Hopvine from tips that I picked on the patio. Mm-hmm. Oh, you picked tips on the patio? Now, now. <laughs> that sounds me, vaguely well, the disgusting, Ken. I'm sorry, it's the hop yard. <laughs> oh, the hop yard. <laughs> but did you know spruce tips were chewed by sailors to prevent scurvy yes. when they were not in tropical climates? Really? It wasn't There's us. actually they're actually really high in vitamin C. Yes. Okay, it wasn't British sailors because all we had was limes. <laughs> Hence the fact we're called limeys. <laughs> really? Yeah, I no, I did not know that about yeah. the. So uh, it the really lends they lend themselves really well to IPAs for, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, mixed yeah. with citrus character, mixed with like Cascade, Centennial, Citra hops. What's your favorite hop? Um, it fluctuates between Mosaic and Amarillo. I I don't know. I, I, I love those two. Have you ever heard of a hop called Bodicea? Mm, no. It's, it's a British hop. Okay. And I came across it whilst I was looking for hops because Ken and I brewed an ESB once. Again, mm-hmm. he brewed it. I'd mashed out. <laughs> and I wanted to get a nice British hop in there, and I came across this one I was looking for, him, Bodicea, who happened to be a queen. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> she was a queen of the Celts or the Brits or the Picts or something. Okay. And she is the one that was shown in a chariot on the on the backside of the old penny in hmm. England. Bodicea in her chariot. But Bodicea hops are very hard to come by, and who knows if they still produce them or not. But well, There's a description here. It's- oh, <laughs> Delicate aroma of orchard blossoms and grass. Subtle spicy character. Seven to ten percent alpha acid. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, Released I, in I 2004. thought you, there you go. Interesting. It's there. I thought you were going to tell me it had the uh, the nice aroma of vomit on a pub floor. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this golden ale is tremendous, Thank uh, you. Steve. It's Thank really, really good. I think you need to get the recipe from it, Ken, and do a collaboration. Well, because this this, is, this this would go down really well. It's funny because this was one of the top three beers we were 
trying to decide what was the best of show, and it ended up being his other beer that took a first place in its category. And we are going to brew his other beer. Oh, which is? the? It's a smoked rye stout with maple Ooh. extract. There he um, goes with that bloody maple again. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a so okay. Full disclaimer: there is a story behind the beer. I am unable to disclose too much of it right now because of the fact that it is a future philosophy article. Oh, okay. Um, Dumb. <laughs> well, I didn't so, mean I didn't mean be quiet. Really? No, 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 no. <laughs> so I can you know divulge off air and everything. But yeah, it, it's it's funny how this whole thing happened this weekend. Honestly, it was I've been kind of out of the whole competition realm within the last three years. I really haven't entered anything. Actually, the last one I won was the was a spruce tip IPA oh, uh, a couple of years ago. So yeah, I just you know kind of on a whim just kind of said you know what I'm going to enter some beers at. At Brewed Bridge, I'm collecting data that day anyway with the club. Might as well just do it. And brewed up some beers. Most of them were experiment beers. And then some other articles that I would do, you know, for Thursday release. But typically on Thursdays, we will release some kind of like one-offs that we do. Just kind of crazy ideas that we have. I'm more of the eccentric the wacky biz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. knew it. Now that ain't what the, this the ones, is. No, <laughs> no, no, this, this is, is more traditional. So I can do both. But yeah, within within the group of philosophy guys that I've been definitely been kind of cast as the one who does the crazy beers, anything <laughs> spruce tip and, and whatnot. But then I also so I also did a blonde ale with yuzu juice. Um, oh yeah, you mentioned which, that earlier. Yeah. Do you know what yuzu is? Yes, it's kind of a an orange, right? It has elements of like elements like, of orange. Is el- it an orange? It's it, it it's citrus, more of like okay. a lime. But it's got elements of lime yeah. and orange okay. and grape. Like it's, I tasted that beer. It was fantastic. I have I had, wanna, I have had I beers with that in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've had that beers with that in, and I've, I've always liked it because yeah. One of the other things I don't think should go into a beer is orange. <laughs> 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 not 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 really heavy orange, but I think. Was it? Is it yuzu? Yuzu, right? Yep. Yeah, is very mild and subtle, and yeah, and I like subtle. I do too. I do too. Which and, is completely the opposite to what I am. So, <laughs> 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 I think with beer, I think it kind of sometimes it, it it subtle works. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes in your face works. You know, mm-hmm. I I do like you know aggressively hopped IPAs as well. Um, but I think it just all, all depends on, you know, what you're brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the Yuzu Blonde came out really well. It was kind of inspired by a lot of commercial breweries coming out with Yuzu beers. I know Skeleton Key came out with one, which I think was a Blonde Ale as well. Very subtle mm-hmm. Yuzu notes to it. I liked, loved it a lot. And then also Off Color came out with their Yuzu beer, which I – continuously look for what was that beer for throwing things around or <laughs> something like that sitting in your yeah. chair and yeah. not doing anything right um 
Oh, so you got to do one. Can can we? Can you steal those names? Like, that'd be great. Do I, a beer, beer for sitting around and doing nothing. I think there'll be a letter in your mailbox. That's <laughs> do. I, I once pitched the idea of of the cease and desist brewery, where every beer name you're striving for at least one cease and desist letter. Well, there what, you go. Okay, so what you don't know is that he wants to put Fox or doesn't want to put Fox in every beer he does, mm-hmm. and of course. Riverlands, they've got a lot of beers with fox names in it, so you can have a fox off. <laughs> I couldn't give a fox. <laughs> no more fox to give. All right, there we go. Very good. Well, listen, uh, Steve, um, we're coming to the end of the podcast. We're not going to run one hour, 54 minutes, which I know <laughs> um, this was an absolute treat i really enjoyed this this was fantastic because you know this is something that i've never done um i do like i do like judging beers i'm not a beer judge Mm -hmm. i just if somebody's made a beer i'll tell you if it is good I'll, i'll try and tell you if i know what the style is i'll try and tell you what's in it i completely bollocks this one up so it's okay though. It, yeah. it, it was good conversation, and that's what it comes out to. Everybody, go out to brewlosophy dot com. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very good. And uh, check out all their website. It's very fascinating. I was looking through it and going, maybe I should homebrew. No, I'll just let you guys do the work and drink the beer at the end. That's what I want to do. <laughs> much for coming in and bringing your west coast ipa very glad to be here it was a lot of fun i love doing this. it was wasn't it and it was steve can't thank you enough for coming in and giving us some insight into how you do this stuff it's really interesting the blind taste test but the one that i really liked the best was the british gold nail of course so <laughs> i kind of figured you would like yeah. it so oh, you're you're empty I, uh, so i got to give you a little bit there because at the end right of it on. we have to do a cheers all right and of course it's good night from me and good night from him. And good night, Steve. Good night. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you very much. Man, that guy knows how to brew beer, didn't he? Three medals in the contest. The first one he's entered in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I know. He's not wearing them on his chest, though, is he? He should be. Yeah, he should have them there. Yeah. <laughs> can fend off anybody, any any contenders. Look, I got medals. Look. Look at my look hardware. At yeah, no. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers, homie. <laughs> No, we don't do one with a guest at the end. <laughs> Bugger oh, off. Cheers. There's one thing I've got to do, folks. Last orders, please. Come on, drink up. Get on to your wives. Come on. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, Ken. Next time, bring your wives. Oh, really? I've only and got one. Girlfriends. I've only got one wife. They're not both not of them. wives. <laughs> Britain Yankee! Britain Yankee! I'll have a pint, no. Go, give us a pint. You got any tetanus?
Uh, a pint, please, Bob. Give me another pint, please, Bob.